to Sword and Board. I'm Luke. I'm Lars. And this is two guys talking about every fantasy movie ever made. Uh, Lars, it has been a while since we've done this. How have you been? I have been really good, Lucas. Uh, it has been a while. Um, I don't remember the last one that we did. Do you? Um, I want to say that was last year, honestly. I know we've recorded for for board James board a couple of times, but I want to say the last time we did fantasy was last year. It's been a while. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have slacked off. Very much um, so. It's, uh, yeah, it's been, things have been good. We, uh, um, we're going camping or at some little tiny cabins this weekend. Cool. I'm uh, going to go see some waterfalls. Um, it's, it's this really cool, uh, mountain town called Brevard. We actually went there around Halloween time last year, and it has this like perfect spooky vibe, like this like small town spooky where you know Mike Myers is just gonna jump out of the mm-hmm. bushes, but it's not like Rob Zombie gross horror. You know, it's yeah. like quaint horror. Mm-hmm. So it's a uh, it's a perfect time of year to go out there because Halloween is my favorite holiday, and um, I was excited when. One, we got to do this again, finally. Yeah. Um, and two, when you agreed to do some what should have been spooky movies, mm-hmm. but Not weren't. Not so much. <laughs> Not so much. But I'm interested to hear what you had to say, because I was actually surprised. I, I had seen one of them before. I had not seen the other. And I was surprised by both watching I had, them again. I had, I had seen both of them before and we'll we'll get to them in a second um yeah yeah how have you been i've been okay um this is my favorite time of year i love love fall october you know we get into the colder years colder days of the year get to watch all my favorite stuff what's your one halloween fall thing you have to watch every year one halloween fall thing if you have to watch one halloween thing what is it Uh, i have to watch the thing Nice. The thing's my favorite horror movie. It's one of my favorite movies. Now that we have, like, with the kids, though, I mm-hmm. think Hocus Pocus is on that high on that list now. Hocus Pocus is pretty good. Was not a fan of the sequel for a variety of reasons. The thing I have realized is an incredible movie that I get no enjoyment out of watching anymore, except for <laughs> except for when I get to introduce someone to it who has never seen it before. Ah, uh, okay. And then I spend the entire time looking at their face, waiting for the dog's face to, to the skin to peel off. Right, or when the with the with the paddles to, to yep. break open into the chest. And, exactly. Yeah. That's that is the best part of that movie now. I I can I can get that. I think I thought I I still think it's just it is it's John Carpenter's best movie. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. You know, it in now I have come to appreciate and I love some of his other movies I could probably watch more like Big Trouble in Little China I can maybe watch anytime year round mm-hmm. I really like They Live I think that's just a fun movie mm-hmm. but for Halloween for me yeah yeah the thing has become like I gotta watch that one I get it just it's a spook it's a good spooky mm-hmm. monster movie how about you not Halloween but fall every fall for the past five years now Victoria and I have watched this um, this show called Over the Garden Wall. Oh ever... yeah, they just um, they just um, put it back on somewhere. Yep. Have you ever seen it? I have not. Okay, it's amazing. It's perfect. It is this wonderful piece of 
I call of the, the genre I call Harvest Gothic, and that makes perfect sense once you watch it. But the show is mm-hmm. about two brothers lost in the woods. Okay. And it's this wonderful slice of weird Americana is the only way to describe it. And we watch it every fall because it's the it is the perfect introduction to fall. I like it. Yep. I'll have to check that one out. And it's perfectly kid friendly as well. Nice. We watched uh, we watched Goosebumps, the um, the Jack Black movie. How is that with the kids? It's fine. It's Jack Black, which he's goofy and fun. Yep, he is right. He he plays Jack Black in everything. And if you don't like that, then you're not going to like this. If you think that he is a fun, goofy oddball, then you'll love it. And mm-hmm. fortunately, we think that he's a fun, goofy oddball. He is the best part of the Mario movie. He is absolutely uh, the yes. best part. Yeah, hands down the best part of the Mario yep. movie. Yep. So we got two. We got two Dracula movies today. We do. Wildly different in tone. Wildly different. Have you read the book? I read. We talked about this a while back, but um, uh, with with Dad on one episode, I read Dracula Daily. That's last, right. Last That's year, what, I think oh, it was. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. I've never actually sat down and read the book itself, but I did read Dracula Daily, which is interesting. I haven't read the actual book. I should probably do that sometime, but... Because I'm actually, I'm just about to start the audiobook nice. of it. Nice. Just to give that one a try. I will say that prose literature is kind of difficult for me for a variety of reasons lately. So I, I, I don't know if I'll, I'll be able to get to it. But um, actually, part of our Halloween decorations is a copy of Dracula. Hmm. We just, just have that out. Yep. So one is way more fantasy than the other. And one, I just, yes. I just wanted an excuse to watch again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Dracula Untold. 2014, I think. Yep. I remember watching the trailers for this and thinking, this looks pretty rad. He's got Castlevania powers. Uh-huh. First attempt to do like a, a shared... Uh, well, another attempt. Let me rephrase that. Another attempt to do like a shared Universal Monsters extended cinematic universe thing. Mm-hmm. Not a great movie. Kind of fun at mm. times. I agree. I agree. Um, so, yeah, let's get into it. So, Gra- Dracula Untold, it tells the story of, basically, Vlad the Impaler. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it is this, you know, he's Count Dracula, and it's basically how he becomes a vampire. Right. And in doing so, makes him a more sympathetic figure. You kind of get his motivations, which usually I don't like those types of stories. Like, I, I don't care how Hannibal Lecter became Hannibal Lecter. Just show me Hannibal Lecter. I don't need to know like the the backstory of him. Um, I don't really you don't, you, you don't care need to a... know how Darth Vader became Darth Vader. Just show me. You literally me Darth beat Vader. me to it. You literally beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't care about that. But with a story like Dracula, where really, how else do you redo this? How do how do you make another Dracula movie? You know, everybody from Jack Palance to Christopher Lee has played Dracula. Right. I think more Leslie more... Nielsen Leslie Nielsen played yeah. Dracula. I think there are more <laughs> Dracula adaptations than any other fictional character. I remember reading that somewhere. I would, that wouldn't that wouldn't surprise me. Um, yep. So how do you how do you redo it? And I think both of these movies. That's the most interesting thing about the movies is that oh they ha- kind of had a fresh take on the story. Mm-hmm. Like this is a this is a way to do it. Sometimes they're a success and sometimes they're not. But at least it's a it's a different attempt, right? Right. And this one was much more of the grand fantasy epic. 
you know, that's how we're going to tell this story. Not, it's not really a horror movie at all. It's more of a, it's like gladiator with vampire powers. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to put it. It's odd. It's very disjointed. I feel weird with Dominic Cooper playing... A Turk. Yeah, that's very weird. That whole thing is weird, but there's, like, some cool bits with, like, him controlling bats is really cool, and him trying to learn how to use his powers is interesting. It, it had a very, like, much a superhero origin story well, yeah, moments we're... in that, right? <laughs> like, he's he's learning to use the powers and all mm. that. Yeah. And it's it's fine, like, I didn't particularly hate it. I but... liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to. Yeah, that's a good way to, to be describe honest. it. I, like, I, thought, I thought I was going to be like, uh, you know, one of these kinds of movies. And I actually kind of was having lots of fun with it. <clears throat> really, one of the things that was a death knell for me mm-hmm. was the very last scene. So Really? Oh, God. So Dracula goes... Um, he, he's basically, the, what we learn is that he didn't want to be a vampire. He did it to save the people of Transylvania. That the Turkish people or the Turkish leader was coming to basically like take all of the young men in the country and force them into being in the army, you know, thereby, you know, kind of sentencing them all to die almost. Yep. And um, Dracula finds out about this legend of was that Caligula? I don't know. Like the uh Charles Dance? I thought his name was I thought they said it was Caligula. It might have been, but I didn't catch that. I thought I think he's officially just listed as the uh, as the master vampire in the credits. But they could have Oh, okay. But I don't know. I um I But I, so he there's this there's this thing in the mountains that is killing Turks. Mm-hmm. Vlad doesn't know who it is, but he's like, well, if it's killing Turks, then I need to get it on my side. Mm-hmm. And it comes to find out that it is a vampire, and the vampire basically makes him a deal that, hey, I'm going to bite you, and if you don't suck somebody's blood, you know, for three days, then this will just go away. Right. But in the interim, you'll have vampire powers. And he uses that to, like, kill everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But, you know, hilarity ensues, his wife dies, and his wife is the one that, like, encourages him to feed for, from her so he can go save their son. You know, there's all this stuff. But basically, you know, he ends up sacrificing himself and becomes a full-fledged vampire. Interesting. Yes. And then it cuts to modern-day London, where he now sees basically like a reincarnation of his dead wife, who's now named Mina, which is... Mina from the the Dracula story, and there's Charles Dance basically playing the Samuel L. Jackson part as of Nick Fury, and he like you know let the games begin and like it ends on like sequel bait, and I just didn't like that at all, <laughs> and it See, just was like, ugh. I actually I didn't get the I, I get the not wanting the sequel bait. I actually kind of dug it, but I wasn't getting that he was the. The, the Nick Fury thing, I was getting that he was going to be the future villain. Mm. That being said, I can understand the distaste. I thought that was the most interesting part of the movie. Because otherwise, like, you've got some, some cheesy special effects. That fight scene he has in the tent where he's throwing silver at him because vampires are weak to silver in, a, in addition to stakes and stuff. That's cool. Like, that was an interesting visual effect. And when he's trying to stake him yeah. in the heart... 
we try to stake him and, and the, the armor is literally giving away so it can kill him. That's a cool, mm-hmm. that's cool. But it kind of was just, it was fine. Like the best way for me to describe is it was fine. Oh um, yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying this was not, I'm not defending it as this great right. film. I'm saying that it was fine until that last little bit. And it's like, I understand that at this point, Marvel was already starting, mm-hmm. right? And they were like, oh, we got to get us some of those um, cinematic universe universes. Movies, yeah. And it just goes to show it's another foretelling of like how Marvel's just ruined a lot of things about movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that it's just, which is, it's funny for, for me to, to say that because like when the, the first 10 years of the Avengers was going on, I was in heaven. Yeah. Because that was like, oh my gosh, they're making they're making a Marvel comic book movie, mm-hmm. like w- because all of these other characters are in it. That's what would happen in a Marvel comic. It'd be, yeah, you're reading about the Fantastic Four, but then for some reason Daredevil shows up. Right, and it's it, it's it was really cool to see that initially. Like yeah, I, rem- I remember being like talking about it with friends. It was a really cool thing, and then it just I hate the phrase superhero fatigue because I don't actually care. It's not. Th- I I I want to see more superhero movies. I want to see good superhero movies. It's not necessarily the. Mm-hmm. I don't. It's not that I don't want to see a superhero movie. I just want to see a good one. And so I want to see different things. That was like my favorite of the Marvel movies is Thor Ragnarok because it's so different than everything else. I think it's wonderful. Right. Or or like like th- like I want to see more things like Logan. Thought Logan was an amazing movie. I was a little let down. Um. But I I, I agree with you. Oh. I wanna, I, but. but... I, I agree with you. I want to see different things. Yeah. Different kinds of, like, you don't have to tell the same story over and over again. You could do mm-hmm. something different. But anyway, I, I digress. It. I thought that Luke Evans, I don't know why he hasn't, like, made it more. Because I, I think he's kind of private with his life. And he's also, he, he is a good, solid, dependable actor cut from the same cloth as James Purfoy. Mm. And I think he's in that orbit Solomon of, Kane. Yep. He's in that, that orbit of care of actor who desert who you know you need a good dependable actor but i don't think he's gonna put butts in seats right that's fair and speaking of something like that because i actually i talked about this with a co with a with a friend of mine there's a couple actors in our next movie there's one in particular that i don't understand why he didn't have a bigger role the 1992 masterpiece bram stoker's dracula by francis ford coppola is Certainly a movie. It is a it is a movie. <laughs> it is a movie. I'm really interested to hear what you have to th- say about this one. Okay, I've got my thoughts. Bram Stoker's Dracula is the perfect mix of incredibly boring, gorgeous to look at, super compelling, and excruciatingly horny. Yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> that, I would agree with all that. It's a technical marvel. Everything that's on screen, save for that blue fire was done in camera. There's no post-production, except for the blue fire. Which is really impressive. Yeah, like the eyes you see in the... If, like you, this, kn- if yeah. you know what that is. Yes, I, I it's agree. It's impressive. It is super impressive. It's weird. We've talked before about how sometimes you watch a movie and an actor thinks they're in a different film. Raul Julia mm-hmm. in Street Fighter is clearly in a different movie yep. than everyone else. I, I kind of want to see the movie that Raul Julia was in, by the way. Me too. Me too. I love Street Fighter. I agree wholeheartedly with you. Wholeheartedly with you. Every single person in, in Bram Stoker's Dracula is in a different movie. Every single one of them. Oh, 
I I couldn't agree more. <laughs> There's like it is buck wild that they got Keanu Reeves to try and do to 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 just work his heart out at at a terrible English accent. He is trying really hard. Same with Winona Ryder. She does a better job. Not by much. Yeah, I know. To be honest, <laughs> I I think that this this movie gets a lot of bad rap for Keanu, and rightly so. Yep. I think Keanu Reeves is. He seems like he is a wonderful human being. Like maybe one of like the best of us. <laughs> but uh-huh. he he has limited range. And that's fine. And I think that he would fully admit that. This was really wasn't in his wheelhouse. No, and again, that's fine. It's so apparent when two of the greatest actors, Anthony Hopkins and, and Gary Oldman, are in a scene with him. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that's that's not the same. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's that's there's somebody's acting and somebody's not acting in these scenes but it's also i would say that it's every other supporting character like carrie elways loved him in princess bride he's not the greatest actor and again when he's in scenes with anthony hopkins it's very apparent that he's not the greatest of actors nope anthony hopkins what is he watching what does he think he is in because he is he is on cloud nine the entire time. It's wonderful to watch him on screen. Tom it Waits is, is there. So good. Tom Waits is going nuts. Going um, absolutely nuts. Billy Campbell, the guy who plays Quincy Morris. He does a really good job. Yep, the Rocketeer. The outrageous Okana. Oh, yes, absolutely. What One of the worst episodes of, of TNG. At the same time, we kind of love it. I don't understand I how kind of like rewatching that one. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of I don't understand why he didn't have a bigger career because he's got you know good actor, handsome, charismatic. He seems like he would have been Hollywood leading man, and he just never didn't seem like he did had much of a career. What I can remember, I watched this last night and finished it this morning. At three separate times, I was in the other bedroom and Victoria was was doing something in the other room. At three separate times, I heard her yelling at me, Are you watching porn? Like, nope, I'm just watching a woman getting ghost fucked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's um, it's definitely... <laughs> they dial up that a lot in this yep. movie. Mm-hmm. And again, that's I feel like it's always been there Absolutely. in any adaptation of, of of Dracula. And like it, it is an inherently a you know, very kind of sexual story. Mm-hmm. But I haven't seen one that was so blatant. No. With um, it. Particularly for the time period, too. It seems like if we were going to tart it up in a Dracula movie, we would be doing that now. Or in the 70s, at least. It's in a weird period that it didn't seem like it would be made. It's got this strange style to it. Everything looks a little alien. Like, even well before I had ever seen this movie... I remember Dracula's armor, where it looks like just just yeah. exposed, it looks like exposed muscle. It's weird. It's like somebody that never saw a Dracula movie or like a her, ever knew anything about Dracula was tasked to like design it. That is literally what happened. Um, it was a it was oh, a, makes, a, a it was a, it was a, it was a Japanese costume designer who knew nothing about the Dracula story and did all the costuming. Which the costuming in this is fantastic. It's beautiful. It's just. It's got such a weird pacing that I I remember like I'm kind of bored and then something bananas happens. Yeah, this is easily the best Dracula movie I've ever seen. Like I I actually just watched the Bela Lugosi a couple of nights ago as well, and that is it's a 
great piece of cinema cinema fiction, like cinema history, but it's slow and weirdly paced and seems about two hours longer than its hour and 15 minute runtime. Interesting. Okay. I haven't seen that one either. It's super short and I and I was checking my watch the whole time. And this I this one I all right, so here here are my here's my thinking and it's probably gonna be a hot take, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry, mom, the the one person that, that listens to this. Um, <laughs> so you're right that it, it it's visually very interesting. As far as like a story, it kind of, it meanders quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And I think that in that way, it probably is very faithful to the book. The music is incredible. So it's yes. like all the things that I normally don't like. I normally I, I'm I'm really just concerned with like the story and the the acting. Mm-hmm. And when I'm watching a movie, and if those two things are good, then I'm I'm good. And if the other things are are there, then then that's just kind of extras. In this, the acting isn't great, except for the the two you know performances I mentioned, Gary Oldman, who I think is fantastic, Anthony, and Anthony Hopkins, and the story is kind of all over the place. So actually, the things that I normally think are just kind of extras, that's actually what sells the movie for me. Mm-hmm. Like the 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 costumes and the the look of it and the special effects, like that's enough to get by for me with this movie. Right. I think Francis Ford Coppola is an overrated director. I can understand that. I can. He made The Godfather, and he you made could have... he, he made The Godfather and two, and The Conversation and Apocalypse Now. Like holy cow, those are incredible. Mm-hmm. I, I obviously those are. I just named four of the greatest movies ever made. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he hasn't done much more than that afterwards. Nope. And uh, that's, it sounds silly to say that like, Oh, he hasn't done anything after that. Well, yeah, he made four of the great, like bam, 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 bam. Like any, he, any, he, Oh, and he wrote Patton. Like also he, just, you know, also he wrote, he wrote Patton. Patton. No big deal. What? Yeah. He, he won an Oscar for that. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. Again, it sounds silly for me to say like, "Oh, he hasn't done anything lately." Well, he doesn't. Yeah, he made. He doesn't have to. But everything that I've seen that he has made after that eh, has been a marked drop in his. Um, it kind of quality. Apes, it kind of apes the uh, uh, the pattern of Brando, which is kind of funny because Brando had genius movies. And then the island of Doctor Moreau, which I kind of love, honestly. <laughs> it's terrible, but I kind of love it. It's just this is such a. I remember loving the hell out of this when I saw it twenty years ago, and then I watched it ten years ago, and like, oh yeah, this is so good. And then now I'm like, I I don't necessarily see the the seams, but what's fascinating, like the most interesting thing to me about this, is you've got Bella Lugosi uh, Dracula who defines Dracula basically and this mm-hmm. is right at its heels now like I don't it, this it's the you can either go one of two paths to make your Dracula movie you can either do Bela Lugosi blah blah or you can have weird skittering up the walls in a bright red vest a bright red red you know nightgown Dracula and that's about it like everything I've seen is like they're trying not to do this movie now if that makes sense or actually, I, I would say that you don't get untold without this movie. Absolutely. Because this movie, like, it does paint Dracula as a sympathetic figure as well. Mm-hmm. 
if Untold's new version of Dracula was a fantasy epic, Bram Stoker's Dracula is, hey, let's tell it as a love story. Right. Let's make it a love story. And that's pretty compelling. Yeah, but the tagline of the movie is love never dies. Like, that's they, they, they define that as the through line of the whole movie. If I recall, this is like the first time that uh, that the whole, they did the Mina, I could be wrong, reminds him of his dead wife kind of thing. I think it was in like one of the Hammer movies. Well, I mean, one of the like obscure ones. Like it, it might have been in like something like that. I mean, it definitely wasn't in the book. Mm-hmm. That's what I what I've read is, or at least of of the story is that that part. This is this make like Dracula is not a a love story by any means. Right. Like the book isn't, and then this went there with it. Which, hey, you got to do something different. You don't want to do something stale, and this definitely wasn't stale. No, it's by kind any of bananas. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of bananas. I mean the the scene with Jonathan with Keanu who's playing Jonathan Harker. And the the wives. Yep. And just oh. like, first of all, I mean, very it's very exploitation era kind of feeling. But then when Dracula catches them, and like he's, it's like he's strobe affecting, but there's no strobe lights going on. It's just him moving weird. I I think they shot very him unsettling. Backwards. I think they should. I think they reversed the footage. Ah. Because I know they do that with the wives specifically. They back up and the footage is reversed. That's why it's very. It doesn't look right. A lot of the a lot of the movies like that, which I think adds to it mm-hmm. tremendously because it's like it makes it feel like very dreamlike and strange, and you know, it it makes you feel like maybe you got bit. And you're you're a few quarts low, and you're in a daze. Right. You know, it, it definitely feels very otherworldly. Which it, it's funny. You know, you I, I think I, I know that you're not in this camp, but I, I whenever I hear somebody say like, oh, you know, it's all practical effects, I can hear you saying, so what in my head? Yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like you don't care about that kind of stuff. I, I it's not that I don't care. It's that there is. It's it's different. I don't practical effects aren't inherently better. That's that is my Correct. stance, and that's why I'm so fascinated by this because I can look at almost a, a pure practical effect film and I can appreciate the the artistry involved in this. Like there's that scene with the 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 obviously model train going across the background casting its shadow on the book. Well, that's because they built a giant fucking book and had a had a giant spotlight casting the shadow over the train on the book it's an interesting visual effect in a way that these actually hold up because it, it, you don't get like weird night like early 90s era cgi mm-hmm. these these still like they look weird but they hold up in a way that wouldn't have happened if they tried to use computer generated effects of the day does that right. make sense absolutely it's it's just an interesting artifact is the best way to describe this movie and i I spent a while trying to... Fu- like, it's weird. This is the first time in forever that I have never been able to... I haven't been able to find it on uh, on Netflix or anything. Like, I had to... Mm-hmm. It only it only popped on onto Pluto on Sunday. Like, it was nowhere oh, wow. to be... It was nowhere to be found on the internet until Sunday. I was able to catch up on it finally. It just... It's such a strange thing that I always forget exists and then I see it recommended to me. I really enjoyed this and I also kind of hated it at the same time. 
go on. <laughs> no, it's like it is this this weird weird piece of film that I don't understand how it got made. I totally understand why it was a box office sensation at the time. Yeah, it it made it made it, it made a lot of money. I mean, it was a success, right? Yeah. It it spawned like there was the Mary Shelley Mary Shelley's Frankenstein and Mary Riley afterwards, which were mm, like mm-hmm. to cash in on that. And it was it's just inexplicable is a great way for me to describe it, I think. Is that at the end of the day, there is a movie that, as I said, was super boring at times and yet I couldn't look away. And honestly, like it'd be hard to do do better than that, because I there are some incredible films out there, like The King's Speech, for example. That's a really good movie. Kinda boring. Mm-hmm. It, it's compelling, but it's boring. This is over the top bloody super like sexually charged piece of film that i want to watch again next year i don't know if i'm going to watch it again before that yeah this would be a how and as a horror movie it is not scary nope but it's atmospheric and weird mm-hmm. there's a so cowboy. not everything you, there's a cowboy <laughs> which is just on a steel horse he rides, rides. yeah there's a cowboy I don't know, like the green fog coming in, and it's just like it. it yeah, there's just a lot of like good, sp- creepy, spooky, Halloweeny vibes. Yes, which make it okay to put in the rotation at least for me. Like you know, this this could be a good Halloween movie. I don't think it's a movie that I would watch any other time of the year. No, absolutely not. It it's there are horror movies I can watch at any time of the year, and there are horror movies that I watch around Halloween. And this is definitely a Halloween one. Right. But it's funny. I'm going to be the same way about it in that unless someone recommends it to me, I'm going to mm. forget about it. I'm not going to. Uh, and like it was it was when you mentioned doing it for this tonight. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, that one. I watched it last year with Elizabeth. Really? Uh-huh. Nice. And I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. I, I hadn't thought about it since. <laughs> so. <laughs> since yeah. we're on this, since we're kind of tangentially related to it. Dracula dead and loving it. Not Mel Brooks's best work. It's oh fine. no! It's fine. It's got some good good gags, but since we're really since we're thinking about Young it. Frankenstein, it is not. No, you want to talk about directors with with incredible pedigrees? Young Frankenstein and Blazing Saddles the same year. Same year. Just godlike. Well, it's like it's <laughs> it's Dolly Parton writing Jolene and I will always love you in the same day. Right. Just broken. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> leave leave something well, for I the guess, rest of us. <laughs> I guess I guess that's what I did today. <laughs> so, <laughs> like what what did you do today? Well, nothing like that. So, I guess where uh, oh, and kind of going off of um, Dracula stuff, I I watched the first two of three episodes of the BBC show that they made. It's on Netflix. Yeah. It's really good. Is it? It's really good. They do. Huh. Um, yeah, I would highly encourage you watch that one. I'll take a look at that. I, I uh, that I, was I, that was solid. It's Stephen Moffat and uh, and Mark Gaddis, so it's the it's the folks that did um, Sherlock. Yes, cool. Which I, I don't know your feelings of Sherlock. I thought it was really good. I'm all over the place on Sherlock at times. It de- really depends on what I am, uh, <laughs> how I'm feeling. It depends on the ep- it depends yes. on the episode. Really, some of them mm-hmm. are great, and then some yes. of them are like okay. So. Bram Stoker's Dracula way better than Dracula Untold. Gonna go out on a limb there. Um, you're you're correct there. 
That that okay. that was the better of the two. I think if I had to pick a spot, I'm I would say that Dracula Untold would be slayed by Van Helsing. You think that Van Helsing would be above so it's gonna yes. be in between legend and, and Van, Van Helsing? Helsing? Yes. I can get behind that. Alright. And where would you say uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula would fit? If you had to pick. I'm just scrolling up. It's better than the last witch hunter. Mm-hmm. Oh man. I really <laughs> like Sword in the Stone. It's on it's not gonna be very it's not gonna be like high, high, high. No, no, no. If I'm gonna be honest. It, you know, this is definitely not if I Highlander had... Stardust, Excalibur, like none of none of those. We're we're down farther. I would say I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a thought because yeah, it just I just looked at it. For nineties adaptations of classic stories. Are you looking at Robin Hood? Yeah, I'm looking at yeah. Robin Hood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, th- right I, I, I agree. I agree. I think it splits the difference. I think it's in between Robin Hood, Prince of Themes, and the, the new Robin Hood. I would go with that. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would. Thank you for that. I would. I would take Kevin Costner over this movie. Speaking of that, fucking tree got cut down. I'm so I mad know. about that. Oh. Did they say why? No, there's still like there's a bunch of like um, theories, and I think they've like arrested a couple people for it. What Lucas is referring to is that there's a tree at the very at, in Prince of Thieves. It starts in he's not in Jerusalem, is he? I forget what no, he's, no, he's off fighting the Crusades. No, that that's in that's in England, like in universe in the movie. No, I'm so, I, no 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 no. I'm saying that in the very beginning, he's you know he's in the prison and then he escapes yeah. and he gets back to England. And when he's in England, there's this field, and there's this, I mean, it's just this beautiful open field, and there's this tree that's, like, splitting a wall. And it's just, like, it, it's funny, because Lucas sent me a picture of it, I knew exactly, just from that, that one image, like, where that movie was from. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, yeah, they cut that down. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. How did he cut that down? Mm-hmm. I, no, and we're, they're, they've arrested a couple of people. Um, no one seems to, like, know yet. But it does look like the, apparently the stump is healthy and that the tree could grow back from the stump somehow. The only worse tree story I've heard is when the fanatical, I think they're Bama fans. Yeah, who poisoned the trees in, in Auburn. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that. That was too. awful. <sighs> so what? So when are they going to make the movie about the tree killers? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's the movie. That's, that's the horny movie I want to see. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> splinters yeah lucas where can people find us uh, we can be found at sword in the sword and board.podbean.com on podbean the app on stitcher on spotify and anything else that we really have uh, our theme music goblin road trip find her at will on twitter and our artwork is done by the wonderful west Fortis. I'd love to be back and, and we need to get to another horror movie before before the movie's out, the, the month's out. Yeah, I can. I, I would like to do that. Um, we'll try and we'll see what we can do. Everyone have a good All night. All right. Have a good one.